You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the In the Dome podcast. All right, man. Uh, summer is coming to an end, and uh, training. <laughs> yeah, camp not has... where you live. No, <clears throat> it just goes on and on. Maybe here, where it's. Actually, it's pretty nice out today, but still. Was golfing yesterday. We'll be golfing till mid-October. I guess till the season starts, and then I'll probably put the clubs away. Officially. We, we will be uh, preparing for winter, building storm cellars, packing salt just when for the first snowstorm. We, we, he's got to get weaker sign before that first snowstorm. So I'm in Vernon. I live only an hour and a bit away from Penticton. They did the prospects thing there. I couldn't make it out. We tried to make it out. I'm glad we didn't make it out. <laughs> it seems like it was a fucking snooze fest. Did they even score a goal? 0 and 4. 0 and 4. Yeah, real good outing, boys. Real good. And I mean, look, I don't know how much stock you put into these fucking well even preseason games and process but it's nice to see your team fucking win one yeah score a goal maybe that'd be sweet you lose to the, was it three nothing to the others lost three nothing in the first game to the uh canucks canucks Jeez. yeah anyways i didn't follow it much because uh, well apparently the stream's better all i know is i was talking to to a buddy and he's like you're gonna watch the the prospects thing on the on the website. I'm like, dude, the last five years I tried to do that. You fucking go to open up the screen to maximize it on your computer, and then it gets grainy as shit, and your fucking eyes hurt and fucking after ten seconds. And then so you got to make it small again. You're like, I can't look at this. This is like the size of fucking a phone. And the stream blows, legs. I was like, I'm not even gonna bother. Apparently, it's fixed. Do you watch? I watched the first game. I didn't watch anything past that because it was just I, better things to do. But they didn't leave you wanting more after the three nothing loss. Yeah, right? not particularly. No, I wasn't too enthralled. I was pretty stoked. Hadn't watched hockey in a while, and then I was like, eh, 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 no. I mean, the Flames media team has done a way. All things they've done a way better job the last year or so. They're doing really well, with good with like streams and shit. So was it Brennan Parker? I do like Brennan Parker. I like Brennan Parker. He, he was doing like color and shit. He was he was really good. Good. How did Pelche looked? And everybody everybody was there. Zari was there. Pelche yeah, Zari was there. was there. Pelche was there. I mean, the big boys like Coronado's not there because he's a college guy. But yeah, I don't know. It was kind of just like meh. Val Mackey there. Is he still a prospect or? He's like thirty now, isn't he? <laughs> ten ten years ago, uh, we didn't trade him for Michael Stone, and he hasn't played an NHL game since. So I don't know. I like not a lot of guys really stood out. Not that you'd expect maybe somebody kind of stand out, maybe sort of. I don't know. I thought Poirier looked good again in the one game I watched. He's always a fun guy to watch. He's really good with the puck. 
Yeah, Dustin Wolf was fun to watch. He made some good saves. Other than that, I don't know. It was okay. The real camp starts this week. The camp's underway. And how can you not be excited? I mean, this is the time of year. Look, we're getting it hassled again. We haven't done a podcast for a while, but fuck. You want, to, want us to talk about the prospects here, folks? <laughs> hey, I guess there's some signings we'll get into. The most exciting news of the week is... Brett Ritchie, baby! It's the Milano signing. No, Brett Ritchie. Yeah? Okay. Or Stone. <laughs> no, Stone. Okay, so Stone isn't even officially signed. So the Flames have been, like, put, pumping out, like, their... They're, little, they're doing their promo, like the media shit. And like, so there's like pictures of Tanev, it's Lucic, it's Huberto, it's Kadri. And then this Stone's just that guy's even signed and he's shooting B roll freaking footage already. They know he's as good as signed. So Stone gets the PTO. <laughs> Eakin gets the PTO. This is all new since we talked a lot. Oh no, Eakin was, was announced before. Yeah, Eakin was like right before we recorded last time. Yeah. And Richie? Or Richie came out? Richie's. After, yeah, he was he's signed, which was kind of surprising. Okay, well, let's go through all the signings here real quick. You got Eakin, you got Richie, PTO for Stone, I guess PTO for Eakin. Yeah, Richie gets league mid. I'm surprised Brad didn't doll out another 1.2 for fucking Richie. Hey, why didn't he pay him a premium like old Kevin Rooney? Rune Dog, who I still don't even know. I haven't seen. Okay, is he even on this team? I haven't seen him once. I've seen a lot of other good new guys. I haven't seen the Rune Dog anywhere. Where is he? I don't even know what he looks like. If I bumped into him in in Costco in the city, I would not know who Kevin Ernie is. Still, yeah, you know, you hear these guys coming from Florida, right? Huberto and Weir. Oh yeah, that's everybody who notices me everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. When was the first time someone noticed you, uh, Huberto, uh, at the airport? So I guess as soon as I got here. <laughs> Second, Second, I walked in. Fucking Rudy's been here for three months. Well, no dude, okay. No, yeah. no one's noticed me. That's He's like at an suck. event with his jersey on. The thing that's sad, like honestly, I've been, I've been watching all the because the Panthers media people have just been like full on blasting Kachuk stuff because that's all. He's like their star now. It's sad to see Matthew Kachuk in this state. It's like. And I guess it's not sad because, like, this is the life he chose, but he's, like, throwing out the first pitch at that Marlins game. A, the guy can't pitch worth shit, which was kind of weird. Freaking didn't even get it to home plate. But it's like he's at Marlins Stadium, and there's, like, nobody there. And they're like, Matthew Kachuk, and there's, like, nobody knows who he is. It looked like a Panthers game with 30 people in the stands. Where are they in the standings? Are they any good? Oh, look. The Marlins? I think they suck. But it's just, like, man – Chucky, dude, like I get it. The beach is nice and all, but it's just, I don't know, man. They're 61 and 89 out oh. of the playoff spot. Yes. But yeah, there's your first taste of Florida sports. This seems kind of lame. The Panthers? Just Kachuk being in a place where nobody gives a shit. It's just weird. Oh, hey, man, Johnny. I mean, I know Johnny likes it. I haven't, I haven't seen or heard from Johnny in like since he had that since his wife let him out of the house for that press conference that first day. Oh yeah, he's gonna thrive in the non hockey market. He's gonna eh? love it. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. if I finally wear sweatpants everywhere yeah. I go. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, honestly, like uh, we'll get back to the PTOs in, in a minute, but just like I, I, dude, you get you get over these guys so fast. I'm already freaking loving. Huberto and Kadri and Weger, they're all awesome. So. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. All their all their media stuff, like, I was saying this to somebody the other day. It's kind of like, I, I always loved Gaudreau, but I never really, you never really had that kind of, like, aura of respect for him, right? 
like he did with like Iggy and guys like that. Yep. Hubert Huberto kind of has that. Like he watches interviews and he's like, I, yeah, oh, I just respect. Class. Yeah, he's a classy motherfucker. Yeah. Hey, so what are your power rankings right now for this for name bar on your New Jersey? Oh, I think I gotta go Huberto first for sure. I don't know, man. I'm just thinking Cadre yeah. Cadre one. I've been going back and forth. Be two. Probably Monge three would be my top three right now. I've got a jersey being crested with Monge right now, so um, Ooh. got that in the works. But uh, as for the new guys, I think I think it's gonna be Huberto first because he, his media circuit has won me over. Dude is dude is a stud. Fuck man, I just cannot wait till puck drop. Actually, I think I had a dream last night. They won <laughs> won the first two games or something weird, eh? I haven't, even, I haven't even been consuming that much con- Flames content because there's not a lot. No, there's not. But um, I guess there is some, and it's activating my dream state again. The, I, the content this week has been good because it's been the guys going on the meet. Like, Huberto was – they had the golf tournament, the charity golf tournament. Yes. to see him there. Um, all the boys went golfing to Banff, which was cool. Um, and Huberto was on the 32 Thoughts podcast. That was really good. Oh, so that was in Banff? That's good. That's smart, eh? I think they I think they all separately went golfing in Banff. The golf course in Calgary was not quite as nice, I don't think. So is this Uyghur contract gonna get done or what? Sounds like it's gonna get done. Friedman even says they're working on it. Sounds like it's gonna get done. He said it sounds like it's gonna get done. Friedman said so, yes. Oh, okay, okay. That's a little more stock than coming from Pat Steinberg. Hey, don't know no, no, no Steinberg Pat. slander. It's a no slander here, Steiny, but you did say we could take it to the bank. And that was a while ago. So I'm getting, you know. Everyone's getting, getting a little some, nervous here. Getting some Connie, uh, that's a done deal vibes yeah. happening here. But uh, if, if Elliot says, it looks like it's going to happen. Yeah, Elliot was comparing it to the Hampus Lindholm deal that was signed. The Hampus Lindholm plays in Boston. He said that it will be, a, he said will. Elliot Friedman feels the weaker deal will be around the Hampus Lindholm extension. Eight years, 6.5 million per. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Brad Tree Living is not messing around. Dude, okay. And we'll talk about Brad's presser, but like, yes, this is a different man. Dude, this is some serious fucking comic book movie shit, man, where he got dipped in the ass and he comes out as a villain or some shit. No more Mr. Nice Guy, right? What did he fucking swallow? Some sort of radioactive goo? What is happening? What is happening? I love it. Yeah, you're posting it. He's going off. Fucking, what did you say on your stories today? You're like, yeah, no, well, instead, of, instead of believing this group, it's yeah. fuck this group. I they know. haven't done shit yet. Exactly. Like, he hasn't said, I believe in this group once. Instead, he's he's going with the exact opposite. He's like, listen, we didn't win shit. He's like, the, the, the doesn't you don't win in the summer. It's a load of crap. Johnny Gaudreau, straight up Rochambeauing fucking... If you don't know what that is, direct kicking motion to the nuts to Bradshaw Living's fucking. That's maybe that's why they're elephant balls all of a sudden. They're still they're swollen. swollen. They were they were small before. Now they're just fucking massive. Guy can't. He needs. He had to get bigger fucking boxers. For man, it was it's sure refreshing, right? Because like the last five years, believe in the group. Believe in the group. I believe in this group. I believe in Jeff Ward. He's the best oh, guy. I believe. Oh, it. it's like this just group sucks, it. dude. Coach is an amateur, bro. Um, And then even the stuff he's talking about, like, usually, you know, when he was like, because he said they were asking about the PTOs and having everybody in camp. And he was like, if you're not good enough to make the team and, you know, 
help the team win. You're not going to be on the team. Thank you. Johnny Gaudreau kick, kicking him in the balls might be the best thing ever for Brad Living. He's Fine. probably getting – how is he keeping the women off him right now? That's what I want to know. <laughs> women and men, both. How does he even get from the rink to the car without somebody on their knees? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't. No, there's no way. But, yeah, go out, go on. He says that uh, it's not about what we did in the summer. It's about winning in the winter. I also would have liked him to emphasize winning in the spring. Spring, though. yeah. He kind of That was kind of a miss, misstep quote. I, I know what he was trying to say, but he didn't quite nail it. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. he's still working on it, folks. I mean, it's, technically, he's still working on being a badass. So It's, yeah, it's kind of like George when he's got yeah. chewing the apple with the Yankees, right. Yankee jacket on, eh? The badass George. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of work left. Here. Is that your orthopedic back pillow? Maybe. <laughs> well, is it or isn't it? I guess not. <laughs> Holy fuck! But I guess Lord. technically you do win in the summer, Brad. So, um, but I get what you were going for, and I appreciate it. Yes. So, anything else on the Chucky Johnny thing? Somebody posted some sick ass video, man. Who was that? That was me. Like you the made, you the, made that? Yeah. You made that video of the where Johnny and Chucky are like we're leaving and Brad likes pisses me off. Yes. You oh, made yeah. that? Yeah, I had a I had an afternoon to kill the other day Holy and I was like fuck, dude. Yeah. I didn't know you made that. Send that to me. I'll put it on Twitter. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It is I it's funny how like I don't really care. Like I'm still keeping tabs on Chuck and Gaudreau, but more out of oh, like no, weird dude. curiosity. No. Like I this don't is, really care about watching no. them anymore. This will be weaved into a perpetual story. The more Calgary success we have, yeah, and the let the less Columbus, Florida success they have, it's all going to. It's not. It's going to be like the James Neal thing, just different. Times a billion, like ramped up. These are your fucking two stars. The left. And again, like first time, what I think the style was first time in NHL history, two hundred point players have left in the same offseason. Like, right? I'm pretty sure that's correct. So and this is it, like unprecedented. And wasn't it simultaneously first time in history two hundred point NHL players are traded in a trade? Yeah, second time Wayne Gretzky and only the only other yeah. time was Wayne. Yeah. So this is like some next level. And you know what? I really. They asked Huberto about like the first time he, he's going to play Florida. And I don't know. You just go listen to his interview with Elliot on the media tour. It was really good. He's just talking about how he, he's just such a more, more mature guy than I think Gaudreau or Chuck. And it's just no, fascinating to, to listen to. So he's just like, yeah, I don't play for Florida anymore. So, uh, yeah. I'll Wasn't it? And was them. it, was it Weger who said he thinks Calgary has a better team? Oh yeah. He's like, we're better than Florida straight up. We had a good team in, in Florida. We have an even better team here. And they do, man. <laughs> they freaking do. So this video that you made, it's basically what it starts with. It starts you know, with Johnny Dippin, Chucky Dippin. And then it smashes you in the face with Kadri fucking. Kadri highlights, Uyghur highlights, Kadri lifting the cup. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's going to be uh interest this will be a very interesting storyline for however long it lasts. 
Well, oh, probably for the whole season, even compare well for at least the season, but probably beyond that. I mean, we're still talking about James Neal for Lucic, still. And I mean, listen, like I, Columbus isn't going to make the playoffs, but Florida will, and it'll be interesting to see who who goes further in the playoffs. Will be pretty fun to watch. I'll still secretly cheer for Kachuk, though. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm You're kind over of, it? I'm kind of getting over Matthew Chuck. Oh my god, dude. I don't know. I the first game I watch him play, I'll probably be like, Yeah, you little shit. I love you. Like, Isn't he playing the lightning first? I'm not sure who Florida plays first, but I don't know. I just I, I'm just I'm just left disappointed after watching him interact in Florida with the media and with how like you're a nobody down there, dude. Like what a waste. Frick, man. Just ugh. Like they're like the questions they asked him on his little media thing yesterday were a freaking joke. They're just like jerking him off the whole time, talking about how great he is, talking about how his brother's so cool, how it's blah 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 blah. Like, yeah. I don't know if you know pumping Matthew Kachuk's ego is going to translate to more results on the ice, dude. No, if it's any, not. If anything, he needs the opposite. I'm no, still fascinated. Getting, I'll, getting, I'll, I'll, I'll I'm fascinated. Know, I'll let you know. And I'll let the listeners know the day I'm over Matthew Kachuk. But until yeah. that day happens, you can just assume I'm secretly. I'm fascinated. Still in love with this guy. <laughs> but it is weird how my tune has, my feelings have changed a little bit. Like I'm enjoying making fun of them online right now. That's kind oh, yeah. of. And I don't, I haven't, even just typing. It's like, this is weird. This is a weird psychological experiment when i'm typing shit and talking about them i don't call them chucky and johnny anymore it's like strictly gaudreau and chuck it's weird man human brain is weird all right let's get to uh let's get to the big it's not even a signing yet it's a fucking pto why is it a pto why is sunny milano not given a contract yet why has why is this guy even available still is another question the Um, nhl is weird man you said that and maybe it was just teams have been pitching because apparently he chose to come to Calgary because Brad told him there's top nine slots still open, which is true. There's no shoe in on the top line, second line or third line. You need another forward in that rotation. Yeah. We've been saying, pick this fucker up. You couldn't get Rodriguez. This is the next best guy. Brad gets him. Why isn't he signed yet? Is he going to sign? Well, it is like, the, I don't understand the hesitancy. So on, I think somebody said, I don't know if it's Friedman, but somebody said the hesitancy was he's had a history of concussions and some GMs are concerned about that. I don't know. Like, it's just weird to me that guys like, you know, Richie gets a deal, right? Like all these guys who like, look at all the fourth liners around the league who like get like Kevin Rooney gets paid $1.3 million, but like Milano has to go on a peak. Like guys, 26 and just had a career year. It's weird. Dude, didn't Richie miss half the season with a concussion last year? Yeah, he did. Because he got fucking clocked. Got KO'd, yeah. But it's just weird to me, like what they've what guys will take risks on when it's like to me, there's literally no risk on a guy like Milano. It's like, hey, you sign him for one year. He has a career, he either continues to be a really good offensive player and signs with you again next year, or he can move him out, or he can leave at the end of the year, whatever. But it just seems like no risk at all. But I hope they sign him. I think they will sign him if he has a good camp. Although the money does seem to be getting pretty tight. And if a 
another team liked what they saw from him in the preseason, they could pull a Versteeg. He could pull a Versteeg, a reverse Versteeg. Can you imagine if he pulls a reverse Versteeg and goes to Edmonton? Fuck off, dude. I don't, I don't think the Oilers have the space for him, though, but. So how, if if you're on a PTO, can another team swoop in and offer you something? Well, yeah, you can. they can still offer you a contract, yeah. So, so like so this happened to the a, Flames. The Flames or the Oilers signed Versteeg to a PTO when Versteeg before Versteeg was a Flame, and then he ended up signing in Calgary because the Flames offered him a contract. So being on the PTO offers you offers the team no protection if you want to sign this guy. Like or if another team came to Milano and said, "Hey, we'll give you a deal. He's free to go there." Guys, how does I don't see how he does not fit top nine? Yeah, I, he's one of the top best. He's one of the top nine best skaters on the Flames in terms of what they have for the group right now, which would be what I would write. He's a top nine player on this team. Like, who else? Who, who, who else is? Rooney? Lewis? Who? who? Because your options right now are Rooney. No. Lewis? No. A young guy? Probably no. So I think Milano's better than all of those guys. So I think Brad's probably looking. I think what Brad said is they're looking for an offensive flair from him and to prove that he can give them what they're looking for in that top nine, which is some offensive upside and some speed too. Cause I mean, oh, the, fuck. the flames forward group is weird. It's cause I was like thinking about this, like, man, okay, Chuck's gone. Maybe we got faster, but it's like, you have some fast guys like, uh, Dubé, Manji, Coleman, but then he just got some real slow pokes up there, like Toffoli, Richie, Richie, Lucci. It's an odd grouping of guys. So they not only lean Milano's offensive ability, but they need his speed too. So I think this, I think he sh- he's should be, yeah, I would be very surprised if he's not signed. So would I. I mean, you're talking about skill what about, or speed. What about a skill? This yeah. guy's like, this guy has high level skill from what I've seen. And I, look, I don't watch Anaheim Ducks games. I mean, you've seen some of the Columbus highlights, but um, with the games we played against the Ducks last year, him and fucking him what's his pickle? were great together, dude. Yeah, it was like, like how are we going to contain these guys? Like, fuck. Yeah, Milano looked great. Maybe it was just when we played him, but and I know he just from what I saw. Yeah. He he struggled down the stretch last season, but. Again, based on you watch him, he's got tons of skill, tons of speed, great playmaker. You look at his underlying numbers, pretty good. Had a had a really good year last year, both offensively and defensively. I think so. I think this is a perfect fit. Um, like you said, I I'm surprised nobody's picked him up. I'm surprised the Flames didn't sign him. I don't know what the question mark would be other than okay, there's some concussion history. It seems kind of like a copo. I don't know. And I mean, somebody else made the good point too. Is like Daryl might be familiar with him from, or you said that from his Anaheim days, kind of like a Gabranson guy, where it was like, we were like, why the fuck are we bringing in Gabranson? It's like, well, Daryl really likes him. And Daryl knew what he was maybe capable of. There's that connection as well. So today is day, day one at training camp. And the, here's how the lines look Huberto, Lindholm, Defoley. Defoley could be a placeholder, or maybe they, Daryl probably wants a good look at it. Yeah. Which makes sense because we even had him up there as a potential for how you want to roll out the, the top six. Second line is Kadri Milano Eakin. Eakin's a placeholder as well for either Tafoli or Mangiapani, depending on how that top six shakes up. But uh, right away, he's 
who wants to take a look at what Kadri and Milano look like together. Dubé, Backlund, Coleman, third line. You got you to gotta have a feeling that that's maybe what Daryl's intentions are for, for the third line to start the season. Those guys are familiar mm-hmm. with each other. And then fourth line, Lucic, Rooney, and Richie. Fifth line, Pospisil, Rizicka, Lewis. And obviously that's just group one. Kelce is in group two. Anybody else notable from group group two? Um, I think some people maybe thought it was notable that Mackey was in group two and Balamaki was in group one. I don't know. That didn't really surprise me, but I saw some people thought that was a bit bit odd. Well, you gotta think Valamaki has more upside than Mackey. Well, yeah, if Val if Valamaki, if one of the two goes on waivers, one is getting claimed for sure, I imagine, while the other one probably isn't. Like, I don't think anybody's gonna claim Connor Mackey on waivers. And if they you'd you'd rather lose Mackey on waivers than you would Valamaki. I, yeah. I, I would say at this point, you still don't know. It's still a question mark about Valamaki. It's not written in stone yet that his his career in Calgary is done. Like like still pretty young. Um, He's still as young as Rizichka, so. On the back end, Uyghur is with Tanev to start the camp. Sweet. Gotta love it. Keeping Hannafin and Anderson together, and then Sidorov with Milos. Milos, another game for Milos. Potential placeholder for Shillington, who's out with uh, some family issues. I don't know specifically what it is. What's with Monch? Do you know what the injury is? Oh, uh, they didn't say. They said he tweaked something and he'll be back soon. So, minor. Yeah. And then fourth pairing is Stone with Valimaki. Um, I don't know. What's your thoughts on the on Yeah, the it's, I, think, I think that's all kind of how – I think we maybe all had them mapped out like that, right? I, I Daryl has shown a propensity to, to kind of make lines based off pairings. So, I think we all knew Hubert Olinholm, that's a pairing. We knew Backlund Coleman was a pairing he really likes. Um, so that kind of left Kadri with maybe a Kadri Manjupani signing and filling the blanks around it. Um, Dude, if Milano, if Milano makes his team and you have Milano and Dubé yeah. push each other and they actually totally. take steps forward, like this is going to be a deadly time. Well, I think back. that's the other thing too with adding a guy like Milano is that what it does to Dubé because – Dubé needs to take a step this year. And if you just give him a spot, give him a spot and he doesn't have to earn it. I don't, you know, like you really need to push Dylan Dubé to get to that next level this year. And you also don't want to do him a misservice of doing what Jeff Orr did, which was like, Hey, Dubé's playing in the top six. Yeah. When well, he top, was fucking top line, top line. And not only top line, but he was like doing, he was playing the Lindholm Chuck Dubé line against like top notch, like, Terrible zone star, like really tough sledding for that line. And Dubé like couldn't handle it at all. So you don't want to do that. Where it's just like, okay, he needs to take a step. So we're just gonna make him play in a spot that he's not ready to play in either. So I, I think, I think the Milano signing possible signing rounds out the group really nicely. And um, yeah. dude, like a Milano Kadri Mangiapani second line would be freaking fantastic. Oh, fuck, Fast, doing? hard to play against, skilled. Well, we're going to see soon if my theory last year of Dylan Dubé taking one step back under Daryl Sutter in order to take two steps forward. Because like you said, he got – I don't think he was coached that well under Ward. And, well, no one was. Every The whole team, every individual and as a team, they took 
they took steps backwards under Ward. And it, I, it seems to me that Dubé was one of those players that Sutter singled out and, you know, became a little project. And because you're, you're listening to, to Dubé two-thirds through the season, he, he's saying, yeah, yeah, I just needed to, to change my game, make sure I'm playing more consistently, full 60-minute games and uh, play the game the right way. And then you started seeing some strides translate onto the ice. He's one of those players that potentially you'd had that one kind of development year with Daryl Sutter where he's working on a whole bunch of things that he's never been coached on before. And maybe that builds the solid foundation that he can now just go off this season. Could you imagine him and Milano have kind of semi breakout years? Well, I mean, yeah. and I think I think Dubé, not that he like he was very inconsistent last year, but he still what he scored twenty goals last year. He still scored goals at a pretty nice rate to end the year. Yep. You know he can do it. Yep. Well, you the thing with Dubé, man, you've seen the flashes. Yeah. Like this guy is a goal scorer. He can score goals. He's got the speed. He's got the intensity. I mean, he's never really had a good pairing though, hey. He and he's yeah he's been a guy who's stuck with, like I said, like he was thrust into that top line role in the bubble year where he that wasn't where he should have been. But then I mean, other than that, like he played with Bennett and Lucic in that for a short period period of time in the bubble and was really good on that line. But then he's kind of been in like that no man's land, like that mark, like uh, you know that third line no man's land we've kind of Mark Jankowski, right? Sam like, Bennett. It's right. It's just kind of like you, what do you who who you're playing with? Just the weirdest group of players you can ever imagine. Yeah. So he's never really found a fit, and I don't even know if that's his own fault because he's well, not I, a yeah. I think the slotting issue of the center depth and now putting Backlund as you know he's your three C. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe that is the solution for this perpetual no man's land on this third line where everybody just goes to fucking, I don't know, nothing goes to die. I mean, Sean Monahan was the the latest victim. Well, yeah, Dubé played a lot with Monahan last year, right? Like, yes. I think that's going to change now that you have the actual sentiment in place. Yeah. You have a legit 3C there. You can now build a line around that. Well, totally. And if he does end up, Slotting in with Coleman and Backlund, those are two guys who are oh. going to push the ice the other way. Like that's oh. going to open up opportunities for Dubé for sure. Um, you yeah, know, he, in a way that playing with Monahan and like Defoli or Yarnrock and Defoli didn't. I mean, yeah, one of his things has been consistency, but one of the things that he could benefit from is a consistent line mate or line. Yeah. If there's anybody in the past three seasons that's fucking played with anybody and everybody and nobody all simultaneously, it's Dubé. Who's his line mate's been? Name what? There's not one guy where like, yeah, that was his line mate. Maybe Lucic. That was it. All right. Mo- yeah, it's been- moving on. You mentioned the cap. Have you checked out cap friendly? How much room are we working with? Is Brad slowly, what's he going to do with all this excess? We got how many 13th forwards now? Well, we have Lewis, Rooney, Richie, maybe Eakin. You know, he loves to pull this move, which I, I, I don't get like, okay, like, Everybody's like, oh, Brett Ritchie's fine. But, like, I just never understand why Brett, like, why you need Ritchie and Lewis and Rooney and Luigi. Let's, like, pick one of those guys, right? <laughs> Let's pick one. Ugh, don't get it. Um, as of today, the Flames have just over a million dollars in cap room. So, 
So how does he sign 1.3 million? So if he signs Milano, because we all know Michael Stone's getting a deal. It means somebody's got to be on the way out either via, I doubt it will be a trade, but I like Valimaki go get sent down, possibly claimed on waivers. Ma- oh, Val- that was Kent's prediction. Yeah, Valimaki currently. Can you imagine? Ma- yeah, be fucking. No, be we're going to axe the Mark Stone trade. So, to with keep the, to keep a defenseman that's going to just get claimed off waivers two seasons later. Yeah, hasn't so, even played since. Richie signed, Rzijka signed. So if Milano gets, if Milano does get a contract. Somebody's got to go down, whether that's Rosichka. And a lot of these guys have to clear waivers this year, too, which is a little different than years previous. Rosichka is waiver eligible. The good news is no one claims anybody off waivers at the start. Well, remember, Shillington was on waivers at the beginning of last season. So we we usually make a big deal about waivers, but these GMs don't usually jump on guys. So can you imagine if somebody just like picked up Shillington? Like, man, why? Like, you could have had Oliver Shillington for free. Crazy people, but I yeah. If Milano gets a gets a contract, then there'll have to be some sort of roster movement. So if he does, what are we projecting here? Yeah, I don't know. That's what's what really did, interesting. What did he make last year? He made like one point six last year, I think. That so was so he. Yeah. He's, looking he was pay, not he's looking at a, the Ducks. He's looking at a pay cut then. I guess, like, I mean, the guy had a career year. It's a little weird, isn't it? Like, he, he didn't, the Ducks didn't qualify him for some reason. I'm not sure why. He made $1.7 million last year. Wasn't qualified. Career year. Yeah, I don't this know. Is weird, this is a weird one. Maybe I have no idea what to project. Maybe there's something we don't know about. Like maybe, maybe it's just the concussion thing. I don't know. Even if you say, like, what did Rodriguez get? Like, I guess he put up better numbers and is considered a different and maybe more versatile and a more known quantity. And he only got $2 million. So there's that comparable. Maybe it is like in the $1 million range. Maybe it's one to 1.3. Yeah. If if I'm Milano, I'm saying, can I at least make Kevin Rooney? (laughs) No shit. That's my benchmark. So maybe you're looking at a one year show me deal, right? If you're Milano. Yeah, totally. I'd be, I'd be surprised if it was a multi-year deal. If you're Milano or the Flames, because if you're Milano, you don't want to take like what would what would the most you'd be get on an AAV? Not very much. If you want to you want to hit a home run this year and then cash in next year, I imagine. Yeah. Okay. Anything to discuss on the Richie front? I mean, we've seen this song and dance before. At least he's getting league minimum, is he not? At least he's getting league minimum, and Daryl uses him in a fourth line role as opposed to riding shotgun on the top line all year. Dude, don't even remind me. <laughs> Folks, we are only, what, one and a half seasons away from the fourth line rotation up into the top, top six on a nightly basis. I guess Daryl tried it for a bit, too. Yeah, but it felt like Daryl was doing it just to be an asshole. Daryl was doing it, yes. He had a purpose prove, behind it. Prove a point. And he he was did trying, do it, though, and it was pissing me off. And he, and he was also showing to Brad, look, we need to fuck, get me another player. Buddy. Because since they got to Foley, Richie has been even before they got to Foley, like all last year, Richie didn't play where he shouldn't have played. That's true. All right. Uh everybody's shitting on Eakin. 
Do you think he gets a, a contract? Probably not, right? I can't. I don't know how you fit him in. How far removed from in the NHL is he? Did he play last year in the NHL? Yeah, he played in Buffalo last year. Yeah, I was going to say the Buffalo. I mean, he was golfing with the boys in Banff, though. Dude looks like he's golfing. He's got that freaking mullet. He's got sandals on. He's, he's golfing. Still rocking the mullet. Yeah. So um, he played in Buffalo last year. I don't yeah, know. Like I liked maybe, him in Vegas. Maybe he has a baller camp. You never know. But I, I can't see the flames unless it goes really awry. I can't see the flames passing on Milano and like, yeah, we'll take Eakin. So, well, I don't you know. could. You never know. You could before this offseason. That'd be a total flames thing to do, wouldn't yeah, it? That's true. <laughs> and then Milano goes to Edmonton or something, and like it's great. Exactly. So we covered the lines, a little bit of camp. There's really not much more news than that current camp-wise. Other than um, maybe Pelche in group two, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I'm not maybe as surprised as everybody else. I'm not, but I, I yeah, exactly. Because, like, you're looking online and 80% of the people, 80% of the analysts out there had Pelche's penciled in. I'm like, where are, you, where are you coming up with this? I mean, he he's, hasn't had a sniff. He hasn't even played a fucking exhibition Yeah, he hasn't even played an NHL. He hasn't played a pro game. A call-up like, game, An yeah. NHL game, so. NFL action is in full swing over DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Everybody can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. To make things even better, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That code is THPN, only a DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Support for the Hockey Podcast Network comes from Raycon. Raycon wireless earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. They have gel tips. They won't fall out of your ears. They fit in perfectly. They give you eight hours of playtime, have a 32-hour battery life, and they're not $10 million either. So you get quality audio at half the price of other premium wireless earbuds. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews. They have tons of great features, customizable sound profiles if you're a total nerd and need that kind of shit, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, awareness mode. So go to buyraycon.com today and use code THPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That code is THPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com, code THPN15. And you know how this organization works, and you know how Daryl Sutter works. So I don't know. He'll probably be be a late cut if he doesn't make the team. But now that you have all these PTOs, you got Sonny Milano. You tell me, Pelche makes it over Sonny Milano? Yeah, no way. Unless he has it. Yeah, and that's the thing too with Pelche is like he's a good little prospect. He had an awesome rookie year last year in the AHL, but it's like he's he's still what twenty twenty one. 22 and i don't yeah and i don't think this is i don't think this is a bad thing right if you're looking oh no at the flames and how they're developing their players and this specific player 
Look at Mangiapani. He was the he's the perfect example of how to develop internally, right? Like he pushed to make that team. Was it 18, 19 was his rookie season? Yeah, he played he got I think he got a few games at towards the end of 2017, 2018 when the Flames were out of it. Um, but then he started this year in Stockton and made the and eventually got onto the team in 1819. Yeah, he didn't even make the team out of camp. No. In eighteen nineteen. But every time he came up, you're like, holy fuck, leaves you wanting more. Leaves you want. And then he now he's fucking this is I mean, he's a great he's a great story because he's organically worked his way up to a potential top line yeah. role, right? Um which like just many, as a just as a pet peeve of mine, just so I we've been talking about like the Richie, like we know Daryl doesn't like to play guys on the fourth line who are young guys, but it's like Remember how fucking good that fourth line was that year when it was oh my Hathaway God. and Derek, Derek Ryan, Ryan and Andrew Mangiapane? Like, the Flames have a perfect template for what a great fourth line should be. And then they just, like, had it one year. It was awesome. And then they just scratched it for, like, big old guys. It's weird. I don't understand why they've never tried to kind of, like, circle back to that philosophy of, like, okay, have a really fast, good, strong, defensive fourth line. Yeah. That's, that's cheap. Yeah. Anyways. So, just for reference... Andrew Mangiapane played his rookie season in 16-17 for Stockton. Yeah. Played 66 games, had 41 points. Um, I don't have Pelche up, but how many points did Pelche have last year? Do you know? I think he had Offhand. 62 and 60. I'll pull it up. He had 62 points. I know that. It was in 60-some games. It was just under point per game. 60, so, I mean, 62 points in 66 games. Good season. That's a great season for a rookie in the AHL, a point per game, because Mangiapane only had he had 20 goals and 21 assists, 41 points in 66 games. Uh, the second season, he must have been up with the club, up and down a bit, because he only paid, played 39 AHL games and 10 games with the Flames. No points that season with the Flames. Yeah, he would have been delegated to a fourth line, probably sheltered at his time. And then in 1819, started the season with Stockton, like you said. He was a point per game, 15 games, had 17 points, and then, yep, made his way onto the roster and then had a permanent role for the last 33 games. One of the best players on the team. Yeah, they carried that freaking team. So look at Manji Pani as a prime example. Although Pelche is already at a point per game, he's already kind of on a higher bell curve than Mangiapane is but I don't know what do you, what's your take yeah I, I'm just like people have kind of like anointed it like I don't know maybe falsely jumped the gun on it like it's not saying he's a bad player he's never going to work out but it's like guy's 21 he hasn't played an NHL game yet. I'm not saying he could probably still have a really good camp but I just think we kind of get carried away here because we're not really used to having a lot of like prospects who make the team and stuff like that so Kind of like when one guy shows promise, like, oh, he should be he he's gonna make the team. He'll make the team. He should make the team. When it's like, yeah, maybe pump the brakes a little bit. It's like if Rzichka is not gonna make the team, Pelche is gonna be in tough to make the team, right? Yeah. So, but on the other hand of things, it's like your role and duty as the organization is to develop your yeah, prospects. Right. So, and part of that development is to give them NHL games. Right. Look at Phillips as an example. Like this guy is he's probably never gonna play NHL. Well, he's played a couple at the end of the season, but he's gonna play meaningful NHL hockey. With another team, maybe. Maybe with another team. But you don't want that to happen to Pelletier. 
And I don't think this organization will do that because I think they value him more than they do Phillips. But at the same time, you also have to make sure that you're you're somehow yeah. giving him that opportunity that he can actually because that's what happened to Majipani. He gets the opportunity and then he makes the most of it. And then he leaves you wanting more. So he gets another opportunity and you just rinse and repeat until the next thing you know, he's a permanent player on the roster. Now he's working his way up the rot. Now he's a permanent mid six player. Now he's a permanent top. Now he's maybe a permanent top line player. We'll see what happens. Well, and I think that's why people get so annoyed, like with got- signing Brett Ritchie every single year. Is like we get it, you want depth. We get it, you want NHL competition. But okay, when somebody gets hurt, I'd rather have a guy who's young come in and have a stab at it than have Brett Ritchie to have a go at it. Yes, and and because that is part of developing these players. Not fucking your infinity gauntlet of fucking fourth line plugs who are never going to fucking... you already seen their ceiling. Your ceiling's lower this season than it was last. So, hopefully, that doesn't happen with Pelche. I don't think it will because, I, like I said, I think the, the organization really values him. But they got to give him some opportunity here. Yeah, they got to give some guys some opportunity, like even Rzichka, right? Like that that's what kind of annoys me about last season is like, yeah, I get it, Daryl, that there's a standard that needs to be set. But it's like, okay, you watched the games last year. Who was a more effective hockey player of like the four? Rzichka, Monaghan, uh, Richie, or freaking like even Lucic, right? Like it was it was far and away Adam Rzichka. Like yeah. I think he had like the fourth or fifth best goals per 60 amongst forwards on the team. So it's just like, that's, that's more so what I want than like guys to make the team and be on the team full time. It's like you're saying, right? They, they, at some point they need to get some sniff of opportunity. Yeah. As part of the development process. All right, man. Anything else uh, on your little list of discussion points there? That's kind of everything off mine. No, that I was- get it. I get it. We're all excited. We want to talk about hockey, but there's still not quite a lot to talk about. We'll see how this uh, training camp unfolds. There's yeah, I mean, there's, that's the thing. There's so many storylines, right? Like whether it's the, the new guys, young guys, there's just so much unknown. It's going to be freaking fun to watch training camp. Um, I'm going to try to get to a few preseason games. We'll see. And I mean, what we're only like, what, two and a half, three weeks away from fucking game one. Against the Avs. God, we got lucky on that draw, hey? Yeah, thank you, dude. Listen, yeah. okay, listening to Mac on, dude, I freaking love McKinnon. So he was on Thirty Two Thoughts. They were doing the player tour, and they're just like the whole time he's just talking about how, like, yeah, he's it was cool to win the cup, but he's like, he's like, I thought I would be more satisfied, and I'm totally not. It was, it was awesome. The guy's a monster. Fuck yeah, dude. he got paid. Right? I mean, oh yeah, hundred k over Connor. Love it. They, you know that that was. You know, oh, that totally. Was, that was a pissing contest. Right and then there. freaking Connor's got to be the most boring. Like, oh, dude, that thing you posted of <laughs> Boy Scouts. Buddy, okay, he's went from neck beard to like he looks like he's eight. He looks like Skeletor. He looks an eight, like an eight-year-old Skeletor. He's so boring. Like Elliot asked him about Caudry signing in Calgary. Well, yeah, I wish he had signed somewhere else. And he's, uh, yeah. Connor, <laughs> a little bit of freaking personality wouldn't kill you, bro. Bro, you can tell them how you really feel. Anyways, I'm just freaking excited to watch 
see how this unfolds. Uh, there's, oh man, I'm so again. I've said this a million times this offseason. It's nice and I'll have the dumb same old shit to talk about. Drew sucks in the playoffs. Chuck sucks. This that. Brad's not going on what he believes in the freaking group. It's refreshing. I'm ready to get on the roller coaster of the regular season slash postseason. I don't know about you. Are you ready? Because right now, like preseason, you're all about, yeah, I'm amped up, I'm amped up. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Hockey's exciting. It's right around the corner. But it's until you get on the – it's like right now we're waiting in the line for the roller coaster to start, right? We can talk about it as much as we want. Oh, man, it's going to be – I can't wait to go to that loop-de-loop. That drop looks fucking excellent. But until you get on there, because that's when this uh, this podcast <laughs> – <this podcast, laughs> It's fun and interesting. Yeah, exactly. But I can't wait to fucking – Go through the ups and downs. It's going to be a blast. Cushion. Cushion is a pillow. It's feather shape. You know, for everyone that thought I was a liability in the playoffs, you can kiss my ass.